conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. Well, so much to talk about, obviously, after the BRICS summit yesterday, the inclusion of six new members, Ethiopia, Egypt, Iran, Saudi Arabia, the UAE, and Argentina. Dr. Lumkile Mondi is a senior lecturer in the School of Economics and Business Science at Wits University. Dr. Mondi, good morning. Thanks for your time. Good morning, Stephen, and to SAFM listeners. Do you expect what's happened over the last few days, the BRICS summit, the meetings, the expansion, do you think that's going to lead to more economic activity, more economic cooperation, more trade between us and these countries? Well, in fact, the biggest wins for us has been the the Arabs, uh, particularly given that uh, they've got big ambitions and we don't have any trade penetration uh, in, that, uh, in Saudi Arabia. Uh, of course, with UAE, there's been huge improvement. And Iran, of course, uh, provides another opportunity. But the, our two African uh, trading partners, Ethiopia as well as Egypt, we have had long, uh, long relations uh, with Ethiopia. In fact, many South African companies did invest. I remember uh, Pretoria Portland Cement, PPC, put a lot of money and they bent their fingers. They've been withdrawing there. So there have been good lessons. But I think it doesn't mean that for those two countries in Africa, we should work harder on the African Free Continental Trade Agreement to make sure that rail, ports and everything and people are able to be exchanged as goods are being exchanged over time. But I think for those two countries, it's going to depend on how effective African leaders themselves are genuinely implementing investment on infrastructure, including rail, ports, uh, as well as road. I'm sorry to just talk about money so early in the morning, but Saudi Arabia has bucket loads of it, and it needs, it almost needs to spend it somewhere. I mean, that's why it's spending so much money on golf. It needs, that money needs to flow somewhere. Could some of it flow into, into bricks? Could some of it flow here? Uh, absolutely. I, I think I'm looking forward to them, how much they're going to subscribe for in terms of shares in the, in the new development bank, uh, because they could, with them with China, could really... Uh, position the new development bank uh, as a, a big alternative source to the Bretton Woods institutions, allowing those investments that you're talking about, but in the African continent, uh, to blossom. Remember, Africa, uh, given our resource endowment, for, particularly for the future economy, the new industrialization, I'm talking about critical raw materials, uh, food, uh, Africa is going to be a big source to feed the world. Therefore, countries like Saudi Arabia with this big balance sheet, they are, they'll be a big source to ensure that for themselves, they've got food security. Secondly, they've got access also to those key minerals that will be critical for the future economy, which African countries are well endowed with. So, so Stephen, I think it's very, very good for the BRICS countries uh, to have invited uh, Saudi Arabia. Of course, there are lots of issues. Uh, if you look at all these members in terms uh, of their human rights, mm. uh, in terms of freedoms, etc., uh, those issues will always uh, hang hang on uh, behind uh, as issues of huge concern, particularly for countries of Africa, where constitution requires us to focus on human rights and, and, and rights of women and others uh, and move away from binary sexuality and other things that we are so proud of as South Africans. Yeah, I mean, both Iran and Saudi Arabia, I don't know how to put this, but don't treat women as fully human, let me put it like that. Um, Absolutely. 
There's a lot of talk about changes to the global economy. So this group of countries, I, I think uh, uh, President Lula da Silva put it as, this group of countries is responsible for 36% of global GDP. That's a very big block. Uh, does it suggest that the global economy is changing uh, from the West to BRICS countries and obviously China? Not really. What it does put on the table, uh, Stephen, is that we've all been occupied with capitalism uh, and democracy uh, and what will drive economic growth. Uh, the whole argument by uh, free market uh, proponents, uh, uh, we'll remember Reagan and, and Thatcher, the state being smaller, um, uh, those ideals that America and part of Europe have been pushing, uh, we've seen that those ideas unnecessarily uh, leading to economic growth integration, with China showing us very, very well, and other so-called uh, tigers. So what I'm seeing is that we are going back to what we used to teach uh, those of us who teach in the eight, in, in the in the 70s and 80s around different economic systems. So we're going to have very different diverse economic system where we've got capitalism in the West, uh, we have uh, state capitalism in China, we've got a mixed economy in South Africa, uh, we've got various others that will be emerging, including um, those that will have secular economies. So it's going to be quite an interesting thing. And it's a boon for economists because then it questions the fundamentals, uh, particularly of the new classical free market dogma, as well as the status dogma that, you know, you cannot impose these things in different countries. They've got to determine their own destiny economically, given their material conditions, but also the culture um, mm. that, that uh, in those societies. So it's fascinating times. We're, we're obviously part of BRICS after this week, perhaps quite a big part of BRICS. We trade extensively with the West as well. Are you expecting any response from the West to all of this? Do I use that magic word, that four-letter word, a goer? Not, not really. I think the Americans are going to work very, very hard with South Africa. They can't lose uh, in, in their influence, uh, uh, given also that uh, typically Africans, even though they're anti-West, uh, they enjoy uh, this, this American culture and the and the glitz and glory that it brings uh, to us. They may differ with the politics. So I think the Americans are still want to, are going to want to have influence. And, they, and Afri South Africa remains a very critical player in influence in the African continent. So you, you cannot lose such a big uh, a player in the African continent if you want to be a player in Africa. So I think the Americans uh, will come back to the table, they'll negotiate and will all work. And they, they need to understand uh, that uh, countries, um, as in fact, our, our Minister of Foreign Affairs put it, puts it very, very, very well, that you know what, we we need, we cannot be bullied in certain position. We need to have that choice. Uh, some of your friends may be, uh, may be our enemies and vice versa. So I think the Americans are, are learning that and we, we should see them coming back and we're working with them very, very well, as we have done in the past. Dr. Lomkile Mondi, thank you very much indeed. Really appreciate the time. Senior lecturer at the School of Economics and Business Science at Wits University.